Hello there, everybody. Today I have, I think it's a fairly serious topic to talk to you about. You know, we're always hearing about, you know, don't give up, don't give up, keep trying. If you, you know, put your heart into it, you know, you're you're not gonna fail. And um, today I wanna talk about something different. I'm gonna be talking about giving up. <laughs> um, there are some times when uh, we need to give up, that we need to let things go. And this this could be, this topic can be personal related, professional related. It can be related to relationships. It can also be related to um, changing sports and, and doing different activities with your dog. And this, this topic has really hit home with me because I've experienced it in, in a multitude of areas. And what I find is it's, it can be very, very, very challenging when you feel so passionate about something or you used to feel so passionate about something, you wanted something so badly, and then you're faced in a decision of, you know, do I continue? Can I continue? Is it smart to continue? Um, or sh should I change? Should I give up? Should I, should I move on? And um, that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. I have 10 10 things for you to ask yourself, 10 things to think about that should help you make this decision. And um, I did some readings, I did some research, you know me, and I um, I thought of my own personal experiences related to divorce, related to job career changes, related to um, a complete shift in what I do with my dogs. And I think every one of the tips I'm gonna talk to you today about Every single one of these um, helped inform me in making these decisions. So um, I really wanna thank you guys for joining me today. If you're watching the replay, great. But what I would love to know, if you can leave a comment and let me know, are you in the midst, are you in the process right now of trying to make some kind of decision? Do you let go? Do you give up? Do you move on? Um, if you wanna share what, what it is, you don't have to. You know, It could be very, very personal. Um, but if there is something that you wanted to share, you know, is it personal? Is it professional? Um, and that uh, would would be, you know, helpful for you to be thinking about. And if you ha if you're not in that position right now, um, we've all been there at some point in time. We're, we're going to be there. Um, so thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Conchetta. Thanks for joining. And uh, yeah, let us know. Um, MacD says, uh, oh, she was asking about the exercise. That's an older comment. <laughs> yeah, post your comment below if this is something that, that you can relate to. Um, if, you're, if it's your first time here, thank you so much for joining. My name is Erica Bowling, and I am the owner and founder of Northeast Canine Conditioning. And I'm usually here on Friday's night. Well, usually, the last, I consistently try to be here Friday night live, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on my Northeast Canine Conditioning business page, um, my Facebook page but um, you can catch me elsewhere. And you know, usually we talk about topics that are canine fitness related or business related. And this topic actually, I think, cuts across the board. So um, can you relate? Is this something that you can connect to? All right, so you guys ready? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to pull up. I put some slides together to hopefully, there we go. I can, let me know if you uh, can see my slides. But the, the first thing to be thinking about, and these aren't in any particular order, so it's not that number one is more important than number 10, okay? I, I didn't, I mean, I probably could maybe prioritize, but um, number one is you're expected to sacrifice your personal values and change into someone you're not. And, you know, this could be, have you ever been in that position where you're doing something and you're like, you are becoming 
the kind of person you swore you would never become. You know, you or you're doing things and you're like, man, I, I don't like the person I become. And and the situation that you're in, you you don't like what it brings out. Or it could also be, you know, things around your environment and, and other situations. But when you're thinking about our it could either be your you know, expectations you're putting on yourself or by others, but are you making sacrifices and, and finding that you know it's it's not the person you want to be? And um now, sometimes, of course, we can make changes along the way, and I've got a whole list of things to be thinking about. It's not just, you know, one ask one question and make your decision, right? But this is just one thing to think about. And I can think of, um, I, I can think of definitely when I was going through divorce. I can think of career connections. I can also think of when I was participating in um, different sports with my dog. And there was a point in time for various reasons that I was like, I don't, I don't like what I'm being asked to do or is it was actually a connection of what I'm doing and also how how I'm feeling about it um, so that's one thing that you can um, ask yourself and and some of these might relate to you and some of them might not but I bet you in all 10 you're gonna find something that's gonna connect to you so number one um, you're expected to sacrifice your personal values right it's it's uh, it's something that you're starting to question all right number two number two and if you guys can relate let us know Alrighty. Can you guys hear me now? Double check. You might have to refresh if you have trouble viewing or hearing. Number two, the only reason, oh, I see a typo, apostrophe. The only reason you haven't quit is because you're worried what other people will think. And this is a big one. Um, this is a big one because a lot of times we are struggling with decisions and we're struggling with things and we don't, we think our struggle is one thing, but a lot of times what's really creating the issue is we're worried so much about what other people think. We're worried so much about what other people think. So number two, you don't, you don't want that to be the only reason, right? How many times, you know, they say, um, uh, you know, when you're listening to everybody and, you know, everybody's going to have their own opinion and they're making their opinions based on, you know, their situation and their context. But you don't want to be making that only decision. And we definitely feel the pressure from people, right? We're trying to make those decisions and we want to please people that we love. We want the people that we love to accept whatever decisions we're doing. But we have to be really careful that when we're making the decisions that are for us in our lives, right? The decision that's best for us or us and our dogs, um, we gotta be really careful that we're not stressing so much over what other people are gonna be thinking. So number two. Number three. Staying always makes you feel broken, depressed, and or frustrated, and or frustrated. And um, this is something, I'll give you an example here, and this is actually what kind of prompted me to think about this topic for today is I've been engaged in different types of dog sports and dog activities. And I was doing French ring, like my biggest love French ring for the, well, actually started in search and rescue. And then I shifted over to French ring. You know, there's just not enough hours of the day to do everything you want to do. What happened was that my trainers moved away, training was inconsistent, the training group changed, and then you know I was kind of like, do I keep going? Do I keep struggling? The environment, the just how things it, it, things change over time. And then I was like, okay, do I want to make a shift? Do I want to go into a different sport? Do I want to do a different activity here? And what I found that helped me make the decision was when I when I go to training, like I used to be, say I'm going to training, I'm all excited, it feels good, you know, it's just a really good experience. 
But when things start changing to where I'm going to do something that I love or I used to really, really love, and now I'm just frustrated, um, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I like, I'm just, I, the enjoyment just isn't there anymore. Um, and I had that, I had it in a multiple multitude of areas, but listening, and it's not just one or two episodes. It's not like you're just going, you know, you have a bad week, you know, but this is something where to me, what, what really stood out is when it was something that was like my, one of my greatest passions and over time, and it could be over a matter of years, you know, it's just, you don't get excited or you spend more days not excited versus, you know, it's kind of a balancing, you know, or maybe you used to spend 80% of the time loving it. And then now you're 50, 50. And then now you're like, gosh, maybe 20% of the time I'm really enjoying it. And the rest is just, it's just yucky feeling. Um, and I've used that a lot, um, going by my feeling. And that's when I, uh, when I was going through issues in my marriage, right. And, and I was focusing on all the negative. And then I was kind of like, you know, it seems like everything's negative, but like how, how many days are actually bad days? And I started, you know, paying more attention, you know, maybe 50% of the days I'm feeling good about things and maybe 50% of the time I'm not. But in reality, like in my head, maybe I'm thinking it's like 95% of the days I'm feeling horrible. Um, sometimes tracking it, um, not just going by first impression. Um, but I go a lot by that that kind of gut feeling and, and just do I, does it give me a warm, fuzzy, good feeling or am I just going day to day repeatedly, repeatedly and it's just this icky, yucky feeling and I just, I'm not feeling good, I'm not happy and it's just, what's really stood out to me is when it's just been consistent, like month after month after month and I can associate it like with that particular activity or whatever whatever I'm trying to make a decision on. Um, so hi Gail, thanks for joining us. Again, you guys put a comment if you're just jumping in the middle. Uh, would love to hear if you're in the midst of trying to make some kind of decision, personal, professional, dog related. Um, these are challenging times whenever um, you're stuck in the middle. I think being in limbo is one of the most frustrating things. It's like, I hate being in limbo. It's like, I just want to make a decision. So number four, you're, you've already exhausted all your efforts, but everything stays the same. So here is one that I've got. I am a very tenacious person. Like when I want something, like I don't give up. Like I, I will go at it and go at it and go at it. This can be, this could be not so good because sometimes I've been in situations where I needed to get out of that situation. I needed to quit. But because I was so stubborn, <laughs> I tried to force it. You know, um, I, I didn't want to give up and things could get really bad and I could be feeling really horrible and like it would go on for months. But I was like, you know, I would try things and try other stuff and, you know, try to manipulate things so that it, it's more what I want. Um, and in the past, I've hung on way too long because I was just too stubborn. I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to be a failure in my mar marriage. Um, I always hoped, like, you know, I always had that little, just maybe that hope, you know, maybe it's going to change. Maybe it's going to change. But I tell you, when you're in a situation, whether it's a business or relationship, and you're going year after year after year after year, and you keep trying different things, and nothing's changing, that should tell you something. Um, and uh, like I said, th there's a good, it's really, I think it's a great quality when you're a very determined, persistent person. Um, I'm a very determined, persistent person. 
but there have been times where um, that tenacity, like I hung on way too long. I waited way too long. And I'm sure some of you uh, uh, can relate to that. So that is number four. Okay, number five. Can you guys relate to some of these? Okay, number five. You're, you're feeling the negative physical effects of not changing. And I relate this a lot back to, you know, when you're feeling, whenever whatever you're doing, or you're trying to make a decision and you're like stuck in that negativity, the negative feelings, um, they, those yucky feelings. And here's the thing is when you're stressed, when you're, you know, kind of in this limbo, when things, when you're doing things that just aren't right for you, they're not making you feel good. They're not supporting you. Um, and especially if it's a difficult decision, it could be a major, major, you know, life-changing decision. But some of you have probably been there where things just get so challenging that it starts to affect your physical health. And, um, and this, this could be, you know, headaches, losing your appetite, um, some people turning to drinking. And um, when you get into a situation and it's something that you've tried everything, things aren't changing, you gave it your all. Um, when it starts to affect you on that physical level, like, you know, we've got one life and it's like, I don't want to shorten it <laughs> because of my job, stress from a job. I don't want to shorten my life. Um, because of all the stress of being years and years in a very bad relationship. And when to me, that was a big wake up call when things started to affect me um, physically. And I'll give you an example. Um, hi, Michael. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I see you guys. Um, Conchetta says, yeah, you guys can. Some of you can definitely relate. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you some. I'm going through some stuff right now that I can't make it public. I mean, I can, but. Um, I'm going to be giving you a few examples from things in the past that I have no problem talking about. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll give you I'll give you an example here. This is again, um, this was dealing with relationships, but it could also, again, be dealing with, I mean, your relationship with your job, your relationship with, um, you know, something that's really important to you. Um, but when I got to the point, for example, where I was stressed all the time, I would have um, headaches, really bad headaches, you know, from this like all day long headaches. And I'm not a person that normally has headaches. I don't have migraines, but um, kind of losing my appetite, um, stress, headaches, like just nonstop headaches that wouldn't go away, a, a sense of apathy, just like, like not having any high or low feeling, like no excitement and like no real depression, just kind of like, like when things get so bad, you're just kind of numb. Like you just, you're, you're completely apathetic and you just don't care and um super distracted the the few times that i ever had like fender bender accidents like that were due to not paying attention they were all around the time when i was super super stressed and um it was before i made this you know in that decision of do i continue with my marriage or do i not and um it was distracting it was making me i was not as safe on the road because i wasn't paying close attention to what i was doing and then um it was it started to affect me physically and that's where it got really scary because I was like, I, you know, I can't risk this, you know, looking at the health consequences, you know, having a car accident, things like that. Um, to me, that was a wake up call when I waited and waited and waited so long and, and I did not want to quit. I was like, I'm not going to quit. <laughs> 
And then the physical effects over months and months and months, years, it just started wearing down on me physically. And when I started to see the negative physical effects effects, and my, my health declining, that was a huge wake up, huge wake up call for me that, you know what, Erica, <laughs> suck it up. Sometimes you just got to quit and give up, <laughs> give up and move on and close that door. Um, so uh, that was, um, like I said, some... Some of you might be able to relate to all of these. Um, and like I said, all of these, I can connect to different situations, not just personal, but professional and things. Um, but I think uh, all of you at some point, you can relate to some of these. Um, and yeah, they're, they're really, um, I like to give examples and, you know, the personal stuff. I don't, I, I think it helps to contextualize it. And, um, and it's something, like I said, it's something that I'm maybe in the midst of right now. Maybe I'm not going to talk as openly about it. You'll hear about that maybe in six months. <laughs> uh, but uh, these are things, like I said, it, you, you experience this in so many different areas of your life. And I'm not one, like, I don't give up. <laughs> I refuse to give up. But, you know, there are times where I'd like, you know what? Throw in the towel. I'm done. Number six, you realize lack of caring is a red flag. And the idea of giving up floods you with relief. It might be scary, change is scary, but when you start to think about what's on the other side, you start to get a little bit excited. Um, this, 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 I've experienced this in dog sports. I've experienced this in business, career, and I've experienced it in relationships um, where that love and the passion and the excitement leaves. And when you get to the point to me, the point of not caring, like that's a really interesting thing when you go from like you might be angry or upset or you like you hate something like I used to love it. And now I can't stand it. But I find it really interesting when you go from something you used to really love or somebody, you know, whatever it is you used to love. And then the sense of just complete just apathy, like you don't care, like there's no feeling like doesn't doesn't matter anymore. And sometimes that could be a good thing, like when you're letting something go. Like it's, it's kind of nice to have that, you know what, I don't care anymore. Um, but it also in that transition could be really challenging. But here's the key is something's happening when you look at something that used to really excite you, you know, whether it's a job, a sport you do, an activity you do. And then you start to realize over time, you know, that feeling, that excitement, that passion, it's not there anymore. That, that's a flag. Um, and there could be underlying issues, but that's a flag, you know, what's going on. And I've experienced that career wise, things that I absolutely used to love doing. And then I was really, I was really frustrated. Like, why do I not feel excitement anymore? Why am I not passionate about the things I used to be so passionate about? I struggled for months, months with this, you know, something that you swore you would never give up. And now you're like, I don't care so much about this. And finally, for me, what helped me understand this was I just felt like, you know, I'm growing. You know, I'm a growing, changing person. I've outgrown, I've outgrown this stage of my life. I, I'm, I'm ready for something different. And when, when I thought of it that way, um, I, I felt better about it. And I felt better with kind of accepting that, you know what, I used to feel that way. But, you know, we change. I used to be passionate about that certain thing. I used to be passionate, you know, I, you know, I still enjoy search and rescue, but I'm not passionate about search and rescue like I used to be. Um, and it's just a shift. We change. It went from search and rescue, then it went to French ring, and then the passion kind of went to the detection work. 
And, um, but the, one of the, the cues, one of the things here is that flag is that just not caring so much um, and the changing. Yeah, so MACD says you're so there again with IPO. Yeah, Angie, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I've been there multiple times in the dog world <laughs> from going from one dog sport to another or one dog, you know, a canine job to another. Um, and the first time it happens, it's, it's really odd because it's something like, you know, it's something you maybe for years and years you've been passionate about and then you're just not feeling it anymore. And, to, you know, that's that's a wake up call. You need to start listening to yourself and say, OK, why? Why is that going on? Number seven. You've been ignoring your intuition and the direction it's been telling you to go. And I'll say, I don't know about you, but I say a lot of times when I'm like right now, I'm, I'm, I'm in the midst of making some major decisions in my life. But you know, when I, when I just, I know like deep down, like my gut, I know what I, I know what like my heart, I know what I should be doing for my soul, if that makes sense, right? It doesn't mean my answer, it doesn't mean I accept my answer and decision black and white, bam, there's there's my decision. I still struggle with my decision. But when I think about it deep down in my gut, like I know what my gut's telling me. There's no question. There's no question there. And sometimes we need to listen to our those gut feelings more. So a lot of times my stubbornness to let go was ignoring the gut feeling. My gut, my whole being was saying, Erica, change. Erica, give up and move on. But my stubbornness was like, wasn't letting me. And it was like just crushing down that guts, you know, kind of like, I don't hear you. I don't hear you. <laughs> I'm not giving up. I'll make it work. <laughs> um, and uh, I, most people, when I talk to, when you get down to it and you ask, you know, what is that gut feeling? Anytime I've asked somebody, what does your gut tell you? I've never had anybody hesitate. Like they knew. They knew. So you guys ready for the next one? Can you relate? Is this, I mean, if you haven't asked yourself some of these things, these might help you think about, you know, is it time? Is it time to move on? Number eight, you've asked yourself what you would tell somebody in your shoes. Oh my gosh, I can so relate to this. Have you been in a situation where you were doing the very things that you would completely curse out your best friend for doing? Or, you know, it'd be like, if that was your, your, your sister or your mother or your friend or your brother, like you would have no hesitation. You know exactly what they should do, right? You'd be like, why are they still doing that? But then when it's you, you don't listen to your own advice. And some, and we know that, we know that, but sometimes reminding yourself when you're, and I do this sometimes when I'm really struggling to make a decision, whatever it might be, I'll think about it. Well, if that was my friend, what would I tell my friend? And of course, there again, I have no hesitation. I know in those situations, I know exactly what I would tell my friend. I'm like, why don't I listen to my own advice, right? Um, yeah, so MACD said, that's where I am with my male German Shepherd. Do I pull out or keep you in? Uh, Angie says, I can totally relate with what you're saying, getting like that with one of the classes, yeah. It's just not there anymore. Yeah, t yeah, oh my gosh, I can totally relate to this. Like some, when I think of, I've been teaching at the university for like over 15 years. Some of these classes I've been teaching for 15 years. Um, but yeah, you know, I, listen to ourselves, listen to that gut, um, but also be careful, don't listen too much to others. And um, 
and think about this, you know, if it were your sister, what would you tell your sister? And try to follow your own advice. Um, number nine, you know, you know you gave it your all, but nothing changed. It's one thing to be unhappy and just throw in the towel, but you never gave it a try. You never said, oh, let, let me let me think about it, or what do I want to do different, or let me try to change something, or you know, maybe my unhappiness is something that I'm not thinking about. Maybe I have to dig a little deeper. But when you when you're like, you know what, I gave it my all. I tried, I gave it my best. Um, nothing changed. I don't see anything changing. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. And um, and it's a good feeling. Um, even if you think you're you're ready to move on, it to me it's a nice feeling knowing, you know, I gave it my best. Uh, I guess that's part of me, you know, not wanting to give up or accept failure is if I know I tried everything, um, then it does help me feel feel better about moving on. Um, but sometimes, um, again, I wait too long. I wait too long. Yeah. All right, let's go to what number are we on? Uh, number 10. Number 10. Your backup plan excites you more than staying. Uh, I'm I can relate to this right now. There's some things that I'm kind of struggling to make decisions about. But when I think about when I envision making that decision and like moving on that vision that I see that next step, like I get excited about it. Like I'm nervous and scared to make that change. But when I envision what it can be, um, I get excited about it. Um, so that says something that says something there. And um, and these are things like I said, I there's no one or two questions just to ask and there's your answer. I think there's a lot of things that you need to think about. But I think when when you can go through these and you know, and this when you make that decision, you said, you know, I know I gave it my all. I know I tried everything. Um, I'm gonna, just going to go backwards in the slides here. Um, nothing still changed. I gave it a try. I voiced my opinion. Um, I'm gonna follow my own advice, right? I'm gonna follow my own advice. I'm gonna to listen to my tuition, intuition. Um, I'm gonna follow my passion, my heart, what makes me excited versus you know, living a life where I'm just feeling dulled to the senses and apathetic. Um, instead of you know, feeling so negative, it affects your body in a negative way, you choose to be positive and do things and make choices that are good for your body and your soul. That makes you feel good and positive. Um, and you know, and know that you get, that you did try, you know, you didn't just throw in the towel with saying, well, let me see, maybe if I change a few things or change one thing, maybe things will be a lot better. Um, but have you exhausted all of those efforts to give it a try? Um, and, um, and I, I want to say just a couple other things. Let me go back up here. Um, yeah, being depressed, feeling broken and feeling frustrated. Those aren't good. So whatever you can do to get out of that funk, you don't, I mean, staying in that limbo and turmoil for a little while, sometimes that's good because it helps you take action. Like for me, sometimes things had to get really bad and I think I had to feel really, really bad in the situation because I'm so stubborn to, to give up. Like things had to get pretty bad for me to finally say, you know what, I'm done, I'm moving on. And so that feeling bad sometimes can be good because it, it makes you take action. But just make sure you don't get stuck and you stay there, right? Um, and you don't want to make decisions solely on what other, you don't want to do it on what, on other people, what other people are thinking. You're not going to make the decisions on other people. You're making decisions on what's best for you. 
Um, and, um, and you don't, you know, you don't want to be sacrificing your personal values. You don't want to be, you don't want to be coming, becoming to that person that you swore you'd never become. It's not a good feeling. And, um, there's a, just a couple, a couple other things I wanted to, to share. Um, so here's the thing when you get into, you're trying to make those decisions and you ask yourself these questions, there's a couple things when, when you make that for me, when I've made those decisions for me, part of accepting that decision, it's almost, um, it, it's almost like you go through a grieving process. You go through a loss. And, um, for example, when, um, when I retired Bachi, I had to retire him. Like to me there, there was no, you know, he, um, he had physical issues. Okay. And I made the decision. I'm, I'm done with him for the sport. He's never going to be doing the sport again. And I knew I had to make the decision. I made the decision, but with that decision came the, it's like a death. It was like a death of the dreams that I had for us training and competing together in the future. Right. And it was really important to me. Like I loved training and competing with him. I loved it. And I had, you know, I had all these plans and I wanted to compete at the highest level. And, um, I wanted to compete for many more years with him. And I, I there was no decision to be made. Like he was going to be retired. I was not going to risk him physically by to continue. But with that decision also comes, you know, for me, it came, you know, it was, it, it was kind of like a grieving. I was grieving the, the life and, and, and this vision that I had had for years for the two of us. And I felt really sad and I felt really upset, but I understood that in addition to giving up Frenching with him, I was giving up and I was losing and kind of grieving this, this picture of a future I had for us. And, and I allowed myself to feel sad, not for long. You know, like, I'm like, I'm not going to feel like this forever and ever, but I acknowledged why I felt so horrible and so sad and, and depressed. Um, I knew I was making the right decision, but I also had to let that go. I had to let that go and say, you know what, that's not our life anymore. And what I'm going to do with him and our bonding and our activities is going to be different. And then that's the other part right there is, um, just accept acceptance. And I feel like once you have that acceptance, then you can move forward and not look back. And I've always, in any decision I've made in life, I never ever want to look back and say, oh my gosh, I'm, to me, I've never made the wrong decision. You, it might be a decision you learn from, you know, you might see it as a mistake, but you learn from it and it's made me who I am today and it's put me where I am today. Um, but I don't want to struggle to make a major life decision and then move forward and then constantly self-doubt myself. Like that's not a good place to be in. And so to me, to move forward and to let it go and stop questioning, did I do the right thing? Did I not do the right thing? Is to, is acceptance. It's just accepting this is the new you. This is the new relationship with your dog. This is the new job. This is a new career. This is a new life you have and accepting that and then also understanding that there's some sadness maybe and um you know maybe some feelings of that grieving process of what you let go and and um like i said i felt it when i when i left search and rescue i felt it when i retired bocce i most definitely felt it when i you know went through my divorce like i knew like 
there was no decision. I exhausted everything. I had to move forward, but then letting go and then accepting and, and, and um, that whole dream and, and vision, I never thought that um, I would retire bocce so young. I never thought, you know, never planned to be going through a divorce. So you, you had that whole future planned and now all of a sudden you everything's shaken up and you have to look at it differently. And, um, and you've got to let that part and that passion that you used to have and that vision you had and let it go. And, um, and, uh, it's, um, like I said, it's not making the decision is a tough thing. Um, but once you make a decision, don't torture yourself and that, and understand there can still be a little bit of that transition where you're, you know, it's not like all of a sudden everything is wonderful feeling. Um, but I think if you can understand that if, you know, there could be some sadness, you're letting stuff go, um, but also have that acceptance and then get excited and think about the excitement of whatever the new thing you're, you have that you're moving forward. Um, so, all right, you guys, can you guys relate? Let me see. I see. Some, oh, we've got a bunch of comments up here. Um, Marilyn, Marilyn, thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. Marilyn said, I was passionate for Julie for 20 plus years with several dogs, but your current dog just didn't love it. He loves scent work. And now that's what both of you are giving your all. Insisting on staying with a sport without a dog that shares that joy is a sign to find great. Let me put that up here. Is a, uh, if I can show it, can you guys see it? Um, is a, a sign to, um, to, to, to move on. Um, yeah, great point. Great point. Also, um, Michael says the same with your first police dog too old and you couldn't make the jumps anymore. Had to retire. New acceptance is very true. Michael said, mm -hmm. um, realizing that, uh, you realized too, that there wasn't a need for her to sit at the doorways anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Noel, thanks for joining us. Noel said she can relate. How do you not hold on to attachments? Ooh. How do you hold on? How do you not hold on? How do you not hold on to those attachments without feeling blah? That's a tough question. Well, number one is um, I think you have to um, you have to not be too hard on yourself and know that um, that it is you're letting go of the attachments. You know what helped me, Michael, was understanding what I was, what I struggled to let go of, it was the vision that I had. It was like what I had hoped I would have. And then also when I would reflect back on like a lot, like say you're in a bad relationship, right? And then you're moving forward. It's weird. Sometimes like when we reflect back, we just think about all the good things. <laughs> and it's like, well, wait a minute. It wasn't all good. It wasn't all wonderful. How come that's all I, I'm sitting here being, depressed and dwelling on all the good stuff when you know darn well it wasn't all good so what helped me what helped me not to hold on to the attachment so much number one was surrounding myself by positive people supportive positive supportive people so that when 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 i so i was hearing other voices and positive things around me that was good um, that helped me another thing was understanding that my desire to hang on hang on to those attachments a lot of times that desire was i was hanging on to a memory or trying to hang on to a dream hanging on to something that a lot of times i was trying to hang on to something that was not reality like i was hanging on to the good memories but i was forgetting about all the bad memories 
So it was kind of like a wake up call. So when I, I would catch myself and I would realize I was only reflecting on the good stuff or I realized I was only hanging on to a dream, like I would hang on to a vision and I'm like, that wasn't real. Wait, wait a minute. That's not what it was like. It wasn't all, you know, fun and games. And then I would remind myself why I was making that decision and why I was changing. Um, so catching myself in those moments and realizing what those attachments were to, it wasn't next, those attachments weren't necessarily to that moment, that person, that situation at that time. I was attached to what I used to have. And, um, and that was not the reality anymore. And I had to accept that, that what I used to have, I'm never going to have that again. And I can grieve over it and I can be sad about it. Um, but I also have to accept that that was my past and I can't bring it back. And, and realizing that what I'm trying to hang on to is not my current what's today, but it's kind of either a dream, a vision, something I wanted, but not really what the reality was. So sometimes like a reality check, <laughs> needing a reality check and having good friends around you to help you have a reality check. That helped. Um, Maggie says, I feel like failure if I pull him out due to this feeling of fear that all came back after he was charged by another dog. Um, yeah, the fear keeps telling your gut, um, pull him out. That's one of the things is we have to um, acknowledge sometimes what happens is our decisions and our fears that we're making, um, sometimes there's um, an underlying, sometimes there's other things going on. So I would encourage you, like MACD, to be thinking about you're, you're acknowledging like the fear um, and think about, you know, are you making a decision just out of fear? If so, is there something that you could do to minimize or alleviate the fear? Um, or with that fear, are there other deeper things going on? Are there other things? I would imagine there's some other things going on around that fear. Um, so part of it is, you know, really understanding and digging a little bit more deeply and understanding sometimes those first initial feelings we have, like not wanting to let go or fear or um, you know whatever those that the, those first initial feelings are. Sometimes we're interpreting them at a surface level. Sometimes there's a lot of other stuff going on. Um, so trying to dig a little bit deeper to see what's going on, and then um, and seeing is it a situation that you can change? Is it something that can be changed? Or if not, and also just if it's something that you just lose, you've just lost the joy, and you just you've tried it, you've and the passion's not there, and it's just becoming you know it's not fun anymore. It's work. Um, you're not enjoying the relationship you have with your dog in that environment. And sometimes it's like, just sometimes you don't have to have a solid rationale. Sometimes it could be like, this just feels like crap <laughs> and I'm tired of feeling like crap, but now I'm going to move on and I'm going to do stuff that makes me feel good. Um, and you know, sometimes it is, you know, it, I'm not saying just go out and <laughs> totally follow, you know, feelings and, and not follow logic and be thoughtful, but you guys know what I mean you know, sometimes it's like you can do all the pros and cons and everything. Um, but sometimes it's like, it goes back to when it's affecting you and your health and stressing. Sometimes you just have to make that decision. Um, uh, Angie says, I try to find the joy in, in what the journey brought to your life and the new changes uh, and the, that the previous uh, attachment is now bringing to you. Oh, that's excellent. Um, and I can totally relate to that. Um, I can relate to that because I've had situations where I was struggling with stuff and the things that I was not enjoying and that I struggled with, they 
what I ended up, where I ended up going and what it led to, I would have never gotten to that. And I would have never experienced that if I had not gone through the negative, the negative parts. And so when I'm having those real kind of negative days, um, I try to think about, Hey, maybe, and it's where, you know, being so stubborn, like I'm not going to give up when things get so challenging and so negative or, or, or such a downer and I'm fighting and trying to force it. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, this might be the sign. This is the sign that I need to move on. Um, and, and that's looking, that's kind of, you know, seeing the positive. And that's what I just said. Like when, um, when I was going through the divorce, like things had to get so bad for me to make a change because I didn't want to give up. So even though that horrible, horrible feeling and, and the experiences I was going through, like I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but in a way I feel like, you know what, I kind of needed that to, to move forward. And so it's kind of like I took a bad situation and turned it into something good. And it's all up here. It's all perspective, right? It's all the perspective that you bring to it. I could sit there and wallow in at home and poor me, poor me, poor me, or I could be like, you know what, that was, that was really hard. Um, but you know what, I needed that kick in the rear to move forward and I'm going to turn this into something positive. So, so much of that is the mental game. So, so much of it is the mental game. Um, Michael said, perhaps also by living by principles, um, and not due to, uh, due to attachments. Yeah, it could be. That's interesting because, um, I don't know. There might be times where the, the attachments are connected to principles. The, the principles um, can be a part of why you have the attachment. Something to think about. Um, but thinking about why, you know, why is it, why maybe, why are, when we're hesitant to let something go, whether it's to change a sport, change a career, change a job. Um, I think one of the things to do is to think about why are you hesitant to change? And for me, for me, when I was thinking about, say, a career change, and there was so much fear around a career change, it took me a while to realize my fear was around financial instability. My fear was around finances. So as soon as I recognized what my fear was, I started working on getting my finances in really, really good order so that I can make a decision regardless and not have to worry about finances. But at first, the fear, I didn't realize, I was like, oh, I'm, I don't wanna do this, or I'm scared, or you know, why am I, or may, I didn't even know why I was scared. But then getting at where, why is that, the fear of leaving, the fear of staying, where, what's driving that fear? And for me, when you can get at the fear, when I figured out what my fear was from, then I took action. And, and for me, action, taking action is what for me is one of the best things when I'm getting in that tough situation is if I can take action and, and, and move forward and, and have steps and um, start that action moving. To me, that action and the doing gets me out of sitting and just wallowing in my indecision. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Macky says, yes, it can get tough. Uh, yeah. It gets tough. Turning it into something positive is essential. Change can be scary. Very, very scary. Change can be very scary. And, you know, I just put um, with that, and I, 
did go a little bit over time, but I did just put a quote. Let me see if I can find it. I put a quote on my um, Facebook wall today. And let me see. I want to get it right. Uh, here we go. Tim Ferriss. He said, what we fear doing most is usually what we most need to do. I'll say it again. What we fear doing most is usually what we most need to do. Usually, not always, right? Um, but I think the fear, um, the the fear of change, the fear of staying, whatever the decision is, um, trying to, to get a better understanding of where is that fear coming from? Why is that fear there? And that's just understanding that, that can be huge in, in helping you make your decision and move forward. And moving into action is what, yeah, I'm always, for me, action, action helps so much. Um, uh, Angie says, that's exactly what my fear was when I was wanting to quit my 25-year career. I was very fearful of leaving a high-paying job to not knowing the next dollar amount. Yes, you two got your finances in order. Yeah, so that um, understanding where that fear is, you know, and this happened to me this week. This was just this week. I was, um, I don't know, just various different things, and I was just feeling down. Like I had like three days in a row and just certain things weren't going my way and I was just feeling blah and you know starting to get down and I, I didn't want to stay. I'm like, this is, I knew I didn't want to stay and I'm like, all right. And I basically told myself, get out of the funk. And what I did was I started to take action. I started doing things and planning uh, and planning action. And almost immediately I got out of the funk as soon as I had a plan and what I'm gonna, I'm gonna work towards something new and that got me out of it. So yeah, that Tim Ferriss quote is excellent. Love that quote. All right, you guys. So um, if this is, like I said, it was a, we went a little deep today, a little bit more serious discussion. Um, the reason why I picked it is because I'm in the midst of this right now. I'm in the midst of this decision-making. Um, and I'm also, I'm also in the midst of, um, I've let something go uh, a while ago, and uh, I'm finally kind of coming to acceptance you know, accepting and moving on. I let it go and I didn't want to leave it, you know, let it go. But I had a situation where it's like, I have to move on. I didn't want to move on, but I had to move on. And just this week I'm realizing, you know, I feel like I'm finally starting to just accept it because I had a lot of struggle of letting a passion go and, um, and just feeling sad about it. And so, um, so that's what brought, you know, made me think about this. And I know some of you, I've been talking to some of you over the past couple of weeks are also experiencing some of this. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. So um, if you're interested in knowing more and having topics and sharing about things related to, um, you know, this is, you know, life and business and decisions and moving forward and or changing careers. If you're interested in the canine business side of things, um, from the decisions that are made and moving forward. If you have an interest in technology, I just want to remind people, I have a free Facebook group. It's called Canine Business Secrets for Online Success. Um, I encourage you to jump on over if you're on Facebook and if you're interested, if you're a canine professional, or even if you're just interested in some of the, the conversations that affect you in business. Um, and even if you're not a big techie, you, I encourage you to maybe jump over. I might help you think about technology in new ways. And um, thank you guys. I didn't mean to go over so long, but um, yeah, thank you, thank you. I see you guys said this was uh, this was a helpful. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope it was helpful. And uh, don't beat yourself up over it. You know, make sure you ask yourself some of these questions. And um, when you make your decision, understand there might be some sadness, there might be some grieving in the process. But um, also understand with that, you have to have acceptance to move forward. 
you can't be you can't for you can't make that decision and constantly be regretting it and saying oh my gosh i made the wrong mistake or did i make the right did i make the right decision did i make the right decision did i make you're going to drive yourself crazy you're going to drive it you can't do that make your decision grieve over it be sad over it cry over it give yourself a limited amount of time and say all right um and then um you know accept that you you, you move on you you're moving on and there's very exciting things ahead of for you very exciting things and start taking action and and thinking about all the good stuff that's coming ahead for you um and and feel good about it listen to your gut and feel good about the decisions you, that you make and surround yourself by good positive people to support you so all right you guys logging off let me know what you think if you're watching the replay if this was helpful please share it with others and even if you're not watching it live, you can come back later, add questions, comments. I'd love to know um, what have you, what kind of decisions are you in the midst of making? Or you don't even have to tell us the details. You can just tell us, um, you know, are you in the midst of trying to figure something out and was this helpful? And if there's other strategies you use, let us know. So signing off, I hope to see you guys Friday, again, every Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. On my Facebook, Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook page is where you can find me live. I'd love to have you guys come join me live. If I missed your comment tonight, I'll, I'm going to go back and reread them. No worries. I will comment and answer, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye.